glorifier de l'heure. Father, we thank you for this hour. Father, we worship you. Father, we exalt you. Speak through our mouth, Lord. Talk to all of us. Show us the way that we should walk. So you hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way you walk in it. Thank you, Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Sing that song one more time. This can go though. Hallelujah. I never see your kind, This kind of Blessed be See the Lord. Let's go straight into the message. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, church. Amen. Well, today I I was merely, more or less trying to figure out what of these three sermons that the Lord wanted me to, to share with us. Before I forget, for the new families, I brought some of my old uh, books. They are on the table there. Please pick one because they have been given out in the church already. And the Lord said, preach on how to receive your healing. How to receive your healing. And I'm going to tie it to two other 
topics, only topics, I'm just going to share with you some of the things perhaps that hinder us from receiving our healing. Praise the Lord. Many times, many of us know that you go into crusades. People go into crusades where they are just unbelievers or maybe not in America or in many places where people don't have much faith. And ministers prayed for the people and people will get instant miracles. Instant miracles. Most of those instant miracles, the Lord used that to invite people into the fold. To bring the people into the fold. He says signs follow. Well, there are signs and wonders. But when you now come into the fold, you are not a believer, you are in Christ. The Lord expects more of you and me. He wants you to be built up, to grow. So that you can learn how to, because you, once you are in Christ, we are not expected to be sick and afflicted. We are not expected to be sick and afflicted. Because we are now in, under the covenant, the covenant of Christ. said that in Galatians chapter 3 verse 13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. We made a cause for us. Now, you have to believe that and you have to exercise that by appropriating that, by confessing it. That's one of the few things I'm going to talk about in how to receive your healing and how to maintain that healing also. Praise the Lord. So, but in the household of faith, people have many ailments and people pray for them and they were expecting instant miracles. And they don't see instant miracles. And begin to wonder why it looks as if in the body of Christ, people that are born again and delivered, and then they are healed, healed, illness, and we prayed, or they prayed and they prayed somehow, they were still struggling with receiving those miracles because of so many things. And that is one of the few things that we might, I might want to point out some of the reasons why we don't receive our miracle, or how to receive your miracle is what we need to teach one another. And when you receive it, how to keep it. The Lord so much loved us that he has put several ways in the Bible. Several methods whereby believers can receive their healing. And I'm going to just uh, iterate about four or five ways from the scriptures. What he has put in the Bible, how we can receive our healing. Be that we are under the covenant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Give me Mark. Gospel of Mark chapter 16. That is, this is one, one of the methods that God has already put in the scriptures where believers can receive their healing. Mark chapter 16 from verse 16 to 18. Let me just read through that expression of our Lord. He said, verse 16, he said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Verse 17 says, and these signs, now remember those are signs, shall follow them that believe. In my name, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. This is the verse we are going to. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Now, that is a means of receiving healing. So you can lay your hand upon yourself because this is a promise of God. Somebody can lay hand upon you 
and you can receive healing through this method. Maybe that doesn't seem to work. It's another method that he has put in the book of James chapter 5, verse 14. All of these are means of getting your healing as a believer now. James chapter 5, verse 14. Here, Apostle James was saying, is any sick among you? Which means, there should be no sickness among us. That's why I put a question, is any sick among you? We said, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15. Next verse. And the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Now, underline that last phrase, if he has committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Which means, personal sins will allow the enemy to, it's an open door for the enemy to put sickness upon people. But then, when they call for the elders, and the elders anoint them with oil, pray the prayer of faith. What is prayer of faith? Praying and believing that you receive is the prayer of faith. I pray and I decree. He said, the Lord gave that in Mark chapter 11. I will get to that in a moment, but let me just quote it. In Mark chapter 11, what is a prayer of faith? Verse 24. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. He said, therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them. That is the prayer of faith. You have to believe you receive them and ye shall have them. Now, in that James said, prayer of faith will save the sick, and if he has committed sins, the Lord shall forgive him. Now, that is another method of receiving your healing. That's the second method I mentioned, anointing with oil along with the prayer of faith. Now, there's another one that is called praying one for another, which is also the same James chapter 5, but go further to verse 16. James chapter 5, verse 16. Now, this is a common a, one that everyone should be able to use. This is not talking of elders. You don't need to call for pastors or elders. It's saying between one another, confess your faults one to another. Now, this is directed to the body of Christ. Remember this. This is not for the, unbe- for the unbelievers. This is not for the world. This is in the household. Of, it's in its own house. It's talking about all of these things we are pointing out here. They are for the house of God. Believers. Confess your faults. That's one of the things we don't do often. That is, if you hurt somebody or somebody hurts you, Jesus Christ gave us what we say steps to take. He said, if your brother offend you, what did he say? Go and talk to your brother yourself, one on one. And if he will listen to you, then you have won your brother to yourself. So you solve you solve the problem. And if he will not hear you, take one more person with you, that is, tell this fellow and say, this is what this, my brother did to me, and you, you agree that that's wrong, then both of you go and meet this brother, including his sister. And if he will not listen to the two of you, then you tell the church. Okay? That is bringing it to the, to the people. Those are steps. And this is going in that direction say confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man are much 
this came to my own, to, Mojola brought this one to me one time. We visited a family in, in California. And this brother said, let's do breaking of bread. Just these two families. Oh, okay. So he brought the breaking of bread out. And I said, brother Julius, you did it. You do the breaking of bread. So as I stepped out, the Lord spoke. I mean, it was like somebody was right there and said, he quoted this Bible verse to me. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that she may be healed. I said, stop. The Lord said we should do this. Praying one for another. The Lord has a reason because there could be faults between spouses, husband and wife. That was not really, they didn't need to confess it to me. But if you humble yourself under these Bible verses, the Lord will answer. There are many things that are in the household of faith that is, and that, is, that could be a fault. It could also be between a person and a congregation, or a person and a believer, or a person and the leader of the congregation that is attending. If you confess it, that this is what you, if you have been convicted, of course, because if you think you are not wrong, the Lord will have to first convince you that you are wrong. He said, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. So we did the praying one for another on that day and the Lord answered. But he wanted us to do that first. Confess your faults one to another and then pray for one another. That's another method of healing. Of that does not even require an elder. That's what I'm pointing out. It just requires that two people confess one to another that I did this, I'm sorry. And if you know the person, you can go to the person, I did this, I'm wrong, I'm sorry, and the, and the fellow pray for you, you pray for the person. And that is what God is saying. In the household of God now, and the Lord say, you will be healed. Now, another method that God has put in his body for healing us is just by listening to the word of God. Like we are teaching, teach the word of God and you believe. And the Lord can heal you by the word. That's what you see in many places where people are just preaching. And the Lord is walking wonders in the midst of the congregation. By just hearing. Just hearing that God can do this. God is doing this. And you believe it. God has used that many times to heal people. But in the body of Christ, just by hearing the word of God. And then putting your faith in what you hear. You can get healed also. Remember that. But the problem with many of us is we were expecting instant manifestation of this healing and that has been our problem what do you mean by instant manifestation people come forward they are limping and the pastor came and lay a hand upon him or her and they are still seeing those pains and, and they are not knowing how to exercise faith the laying on of hands can be a point of contact. Now you have to release your faith that now from the time he lay his hand upon me, I receive my healing. That's what the Bible says. Look at that Mark chapter 11 again. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ said. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. When, should you, when will you have them? After you believe that you have received them. So if somebody pray over you, you have to believe that you receive your miracles. Well, but it's still painful. But that is where your faith starts. You begin to confess. If you believe you have received them, what should you do? 
You lift up your hands and say, thank God I have received this healing. And begin to thank him. And then you have them. Thanking him, then you have them. Now remember, life is full of processes. Many things are not instant. Most things are process. Put a seed in the ground and put water. How long does it take for that seed to germinate? Some time. Some will germinate quickly and you begin to see the shoot. The, the shoot. But some things are process. And you have to remember that. And many times we believers, we stop the process by doubt. By shaking it out and say, well, the pain is still there. And I'm going to point two things out in what I just said. If you say the pain is still there, or that is doubt, number one, but the word of your mouth is the next thing I'm going to point out. The word of your mouth. I'm going to point that one out. And then I'm going to point out patience. Those are the three sermons. I have three sermons, really, but the Lord said them just put it on divine healing. They are all related to the, if you are going to claim your healing, you need patience. Number one. Number two, you need to watch what you are saying. What is coming out of your mouth. Because the Bible said you can be ensnared by the words of your mouth. That is very important. But what I'm trying to link it to is to make you to see that many times when you have prayed for yourself or somebody has prayed for you, you should, from the time they pray for you, believe that you receive that healing or miracle or anything you are looking for. Believe you receive them. And then if you believe you receive them in your heart, not just in the head, in the heart. Now begin to thank God that, thank God I receive it. And it may not manifest yet. It may not show up yet, but don't change your confession. Amen? I don't think I'm getting to. Don't change your confession. Because in changing our confession, our confession is, I thank God I am healed. But how long does it take for that pain to linger? Or for that trouble to linger? Thank God that you are healed. It's for everything. It's not just for healing. You can use it for you are looking for a job or you are looking for financial breakthrough. Once somebody has prayed or you have, you've prayed and you believe, then begin to exercise faith. This is where the devil will challenge believers. The devil challenges us in that area. How long are you going to hang in there believing and thanking God that you have received the answer to your prayers? How long? But you have to, if you are a man of faith, a woman of faith, Hanging there as long as it takes. Thanking God that you have received the miracle. And then Jesus can say, and ye shall have them. Remember, and ye shall have them. After you have believed that you received them. It didn't say you have to believe you have received them for one day or two days or one hour. And then if it doesn't show up tomorrow, you begin to change. Changing your testimony or your confession is the problem we have. And that is what I'm trying to point out when I say patience. Patience is a fruit that we all need to be able to walk faith with patience. Let me give you some Bible verse that points to that. So those who with, use their faith with patience, they inherit the promise by faithfully waiting. By faithfully waiting. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 36. 
Or Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, you see. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. Let's see what that one says. Faithfully wait for whatever you are believing God for, and the Lord will give it to you. But don't change your confession. Very important. Say, what you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Whatever is the promise, there is a patience required. You need that patience to be able to get your miracle manifested to you. Now, I talk about the power of the tongue. That is where I'm going to wrap it up because that is very, very important to us believers. What you say with your mouth. What you say, what you are confessing. Now, suppose you are having ailment and you went to church or you went to people and they prayed for you and believing God with you and you claim your miracle, say, thank God I am healed. And you walk outside, somebody you have told some days ago that you were having this problem and they met you say, oh, how is your body? What do you say? Are you going to say, well, the problem is still there? Well, that is where your confession comes into play because the devil even will send people on your, on your path to try to steal that testimony. But you have to testify. I, a man gave a testimony. Let me quote a story of a man that gave a testimony teaching us how to exercise your faith. I'm just going to say the way I understood it. And it was a minister of the gospel. When he was still young, he had problems. He woke up one morning. One side of his face was kind of paralyzed, not moving. And he went to the church and when they were about to wrap up, he told the pastor, can you pray for my healing? So, okay, come forward. They anointed him with oil, pray over him. And he said, oh, he was waiting for the man to say amen. Once the man finished, he just lifted up his hand and said, thank God I am healed. And he went back and they were going home. The trouble was still there. The trouble was still there. And people, they are walking together and were saying, did you really get healed when the pastor prayed for you? He said, yes, I am. He said, but this, your, your, face of, your side of your face is still parallel. When you talk now, we can see that perception is not moving. I mean, they were telling him what we call reality. We could see that this problem was still there. And he said, but I know I am healed. He said, why did you say that? Because the word of God says so. And they went to home and said, well, the woman called mom and said, come, mama, come and look. This man is saying he has been healed. Do you see any difference from when we went to church? And he said, oh, I couldn't see any difference. Why did you say you are healed? He said, but the word of God says so I am healed. That is your confession. You have to keep confessing the word of God. And that man and the mother said, well, maybe this man knew more something about faith that we didn't know. And he went home. He said he still slept, thanking God that he was healed. He woke up the second morning, the problem was gone. So he went back to the same friends. I said, oh, you are healed now. We could see you are healed. He said, yeah, I was healed yesterday when I was prayed for. No, you are not healed yesterday. It was. He said, you have to confess. Keep confessing the word. Keep confessing the word. You don't walk by sight. You walk by faith. Faith in, in the word of God. Praise the Lord. Well, we will continue this message in the next broadcast. The Bible said, Precept shall be upon precept, line upon line. A little there, a little there. 
and I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today. The Bible said, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In, in other words, you can say faith coming by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. It's not just a one-time shot. You must keep hearing the word so that your faith can be built up. We shall continue this message in the next broadcast. Don't miss the next broadcast. God bless you.